Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Guys, you're so welcome back to another video here on NarcCon. And today we're going to delve into something that really bothers us when the relationship with a narcissist breaks down, particularly in the intimate relationship. But it can be translatable to a friendship or even the family setting when this actually occurs at the end of the relationship, the narcissist will have been working on you consciously or subconsciously and been having great chats with your inner critic to make you feel that you were the cause of the breakdown of the relationship and you were the sole 100% cause of this. So that leaves us in a very discombobulated state of lack of self-esteem, of self-introspection and of despair and in a depleted sense, chemically, where our dopamine levels, serotonin levels and the levels of feel-good hormones are very, very much depleted. It's like, again, as we said in many of these podcasts, it's like coming off a drug in relation to exiting a narcissistic relationship. So. The question that often comes up in coaching, and I know you guys who are the vets on the channel will be saying, Paula, I don't care if he or she goes on to find the one. I am so not interested anymore because I know exactly the nature of the creature that I was dealing with. But it does take quite some time to get to that stage, to the stage where you feel that you're healed that's the stage where you're actually ambiguous about your narcissistic ex. But it takes work and it takes time to get there and it takes a hell of a lot of mistakes on the way. So the one, the one who is the one for the narcissist. Let's look at how narcissists view their partners and pick partners. And again, this is a mixture of conscious and unconscious because the, the narcissism itself is a self-defense mechanism, which the narcissist is usually unaware of. And that means they're unaware of the drivers of their behaviors. So narcissists basically look for functionality in a partner. They look for, they just look for you to fulfill a role. It's as if they write a movie script and they want to play in this movie for a duration of time until they go on to the next set and the next movie. So they want someone who matches the role that they have written into the film script. And in other words, it's kind of like you have to perform in a certain way to their hero or heroine. It's kind of like if you go back to your playground days when you're quite a small child and you might have had one particular child saying, well, let's play soldiers or something. And they told you where to position yourself in relation to the game or the war. And they said how it would play out. And of course, you know, you were the enemy, you were the baddie and they were the goodie and they managed to 
slay you in action or whatever. And that was the end of the game. And they said, that's a great game. I really enjoyed that. Now, let's do it again. And we'll do it, say, we'll pretend we're on a mountain and I'll jump off and I'll jump on top of you and you scream. And then, you know, I'll save everybody on the mountain and that'll be the end of it again. I know this sounds crazy. You're saying, where are you going with this, Paula? That is basically the emotional intelligence level that you're dealing with in a narcissistic relationship. They're just bringing you in as an object, an actor or an actress to fulfill a part which makes them feel great. But you have to function in that way all the time. So you have to take direction from them as to how they want you to be all the time. But real life, in effect, is not like on a movie set. It's not like a game we play as children. Real life means people have needs, people develop, people, relationships change. People can't be the same all the time and nor should they be because it's really unhealthy and you're not living as yourself if you're following the narcissist's shared fantasy of what you must be in the relationship to make them feel regulated emotionally and pump out narcissistic supply. So that's how narcissists view their partners. And as in the game in the playground, if you stop playing and say, well, actually, no, I want to be hero, hero this time or heroine this time, you know, it's my turn. No, that's that doesn't go down well with the narcissist. So they look around the playground and see who else is going to, you know, agree. Anyone else want to play with me? And they have people lined up and that's their new supply or supplies or their old supplies might want to have a hit off the narcissist again and go back into the role play again, because that's the best way I can describe an intimate relationship with a narcissist. It's following a role in a movie that they direct, that they star in, and you are definitely, definitely the villain of the piece and you're the understudy and you're definitely replaceable. So that's where we're at in relation to what an what an intimate partner means to a narcissist in effect when we're thinking again about the one. So what would be the most important thing to a narcissist when you start to be yourself and start to not play in the movie anymore and not play the narcissist's game? Your functionality is decreased. You know, some something in life comes up and the relationship changes. The narcissist either gets very fed up with you, putting your spoke into things and looking to have your needs met so that's not what they're into. They're not into hardship. They're not into you letting them down, into you changing. So they will look around for a new playmate or a new star in the movie. They sometimes will look behind them at partners that they've let go. And if enough time has passed for that partner to be wanting them back, not knowing that they were dealing with someone who had a personality disorder and would actually go back for another cycle with the narcissist. Or they look for someone new who 
would be like a whole new, brand new experience. They could take that person from the very beginning of the relationship and would have longevity with them because it would be starting from the very beginning. And that person would take a longer time to find out exactly who the narcissist was and may engage in numerous cycles with the narcissist. So what they're looking for when they look around, when you're letting them down for someone else is easy. What they look for is the easy person. So whoever is closest by, who is easy, who's going to pump out supply for the narcissist in relation to adoration, servitude, um, doing what they're told, uh, supplying whatever the narcissist's particular needs are at that one given time. It could be money. It might not necessarily. It could be the usual things that the narcissist will look for. The whole package, the status, the whatever, whatever the narcissist is looking for at that particular time. But it's usually an extreme hold over a person where they have power over the person and when they have control over the person. And that's absolute. So they don't have to worry about a non-functioning object, which is or who is their intimate partner. So you might kind of say, well, you know, Paula, there's one person they keep going back to time and time again. And there seems to be some kind of unwritten love affair going on between these two because she keeps taking him back or he keeps taking her back. Guys, there are a few reasons for this. I won't get into the reasons why the partner takes the narcissist back, the ex-partner, but it's usually because they're unaware of the fact that they're dealing with a narcissist and there's toxic hope and there is... um codependency. Um, there's a lot of other things, but that's for another another podcast or video. Why the narcissist picks this particular person to go back to. It's often, as I say, easy. The person will always take them back. And they have assigned in a way a parental role to this person. So that person may become like going home to a parent, like their mother or their father. In effect, that person represents a supply who's always stable, always there, always pretty undramatic, um, always just someone that the narcissist can rely on to be their transitionary supply or to be the supply from whence they go back to get a certain level of stability so that they can go out and hunt again for someone to have a romantic liaison with, someone to leave mummy or daddy with, which is the role that they put this person into. And in a way, if you want to look at it like this, this person is actually someone they believe that they love, someone that they believe is their person someone they believe is their mother or father. And this happens more so in later life when that particular parent has died. Now, they may have had a very fractious relationship, like a guy with the mother or the daughter with the father, or it can be the same, the same sex um, relationship. It's, it's essential in the narcissist's life that they have this 
parental figure because the narcissist hasn't matured emotionally. So if the parent particularly has maybe not functioned as well, maybe the parent has dementia, maybe the parent has died or is dying and is not giving the narcissist that form of stable supply, then they will push a long term partner into that role and will expect to be able to return to that person, irrespective of how many affairs they've had or how many partners they've had in between for whom they've left this person for. And it's a very interesting dynamic because the narcissist frequently switches from parent to child role with you and from child to parent. So they often, as I say, will assign the parent role to the one who we would call that must be the one because that must be the narcissist's one. They always go back to them. And then the other role is assigned. The narcissist becomes the teenager kind of like staying at home, but looking out for people to go out with and have fun with until they hit on someone they feel would would like what they would like to star in their next big movie, big epic movie hit. So I hope that's explained kind of or given you some kind of a feeling for the fact that the everlasting love of a narcissist is someone who performs a parental type role for the narcissist and is easy for the narcissist, is always accessible, will always have their back. And this isn't unconditional love because when the narcissist decides the narcissist will slap this person down again and devalue them, but they will keep them, if possible, in a holding position. So as they're abusing them, as they're leaving them, they'll be telling them that they actually love them to really confuse the one. Thanks, guys. Until next time, don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you can. And uh, we'll get into something juicy next time. Thanks. Bye for now. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.